millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Malawalalai and welcome to the World in Sport. I'm Vinnie Wiley. This week, Papua New Guinea swimmers out in force in Doha. Fiji's cricketers earn promotion and we talk to the new Samoa men's softball coach. But first, the World 7 Series resumes in Dubai this weekend, with Fiji looking to maintain their perfect start to the new season. The Fijians won the Gold Coast Tournament in October and are also defending champions in Dubai. Nine players have been retained from the opening round, however, former captain Setefano Thakau won't be in the Gulf state after taking up a big money offer in Sri Lanka. Last season, coach Ben Ryan was keen to play down expectations on his players, but the 43-year-old says he's becoming more comfortable with the increased hype around the team. I am beginning to embrace it a bit more. You know, yeah, you certainly don't want to say anything that will give fuel to the fire of the opposition teams and motivate them to play better against you. I think we've got the best team in the world at the moment. I can see some of the other sides are bolstering their, their teams, notably South Africa, Samoa, uh, England and uh, New Zealand and and Australia, I'm sure, will in time. So it's no surprise, really, that there's been a reaction to our performance in the Gold Coast. But the boys have sort of looked at it and said, let's start all over again. Let's assume this is the first tournament. It's there for us to make our first impression. There's things that I wasn't very happy about in Gold Coast. Our line-out, for example, was pretty poor, 50% uh, retainment rate. And so there's, there's lots of areas that we've had to work on. So by no means do we feel that we're resting. We we feel as though we need to keep pushing hard now and uh, nail nail down our our point that you know we're we're a good side and um, demand a bit of respect, I suppose. In terms of personnel, largely the same team from Gold Coast. Three changes, and I guess that seems to be always the way with uh, with Fiji. Obviously, some of those related to players are going abroad. Uh, Sri Lanka. Possibly not uh, one of your uh, favourite destinations at the moment, but is that just a reality of where things are at? You do have the positive, of course, of having another 11 players sign on with contracts, so I guess you've got, in a general sense, more security in terms of knowing who you can pick from, but you know, there's always that reality of maybe one or two slipping through the cracks. Yeah, that's right. It's great that we've got now 12 secured with contracts. Um, no, it's always annoying and frustrating to lose players to uh, something like you know the competition in Sri Lanka where you can't at all um, argue about the point that they're getting paid, you know, good amounts of money. Um, unfortunately, you know, whatever Sri Lanka say, it will not improve their rugby. Their boys uh, are playing s- such a high, much higher level than most of the other players in their teams that they don't push themselves as hard as they can and they don't come back in the shape that perhaps I'd like. So it's um, it's difficult, but you know, the positives are we've got a good group of players. I've got identified some players underneath. And I just need as much time and uh, experience put into those boys now so that they can quickly hit the road in Dubai. And out of the team that went to Gold Coast, the regular starting side, only one of those, Setefano Thakau, um, is missing. So, uh, no, certainly a lot of positives. You're obviously heading to Dubai and also heading there as the Fijiana team. Great to see them now, you know, permanent on that World Series. Uh, that must be great for Fijian rugby. 
Yeah, it's awesome. You know, they they, um, they have a very small pool of players and for them, you know, the Olympics is going to come around very quickly and I'm sure Tanavula, who's an excellent coach, you know, will be wishing that he could have a bigger pool to make competition similar to what the what we have with the men's. But he's working them very hard and, um, you know, I'm sure they'll they'll improve over the next 21 months and obviously their goal is to, to qualify for the Olympic Games and uh, and then get some again, you know, with them, get some finances behind them to allow them to prepare and also really to develop underneath that a group of players and establish a, a women's group of tournaments in the island so that so that they can give themselves the best chance to, to compete now and also in 2020 in Tokyo. Let's see Fiji men's sevens coach Ben Ryan. Fiji begin their title defence with pool matches against Argentina, France and Brazil, while Samoa have been drawn alongside New Zealand, Scotland and Japan. The Fijiana women's team are in the same pool as Canada, England and Brazil for their Dubai tournament, which kicks off on Thursday. Papua New Guinea have an enlarged team of 10 swimmers competing at this week's World Short Course Championships in Doha as the country steps up preparations for hosting the 2015 Pacific Games. 2006 Commonwealth Games gold medalist Ryan Penny is among the PNG lineup, having come out of retirement specifically to compete in Port Moresby next year. Extra funding from the PNG government is covering the cost of the larger squad, and Penny says that every competition and meet together helps. We had Oceana champs earlier this year in New Zealand. Yeah, so most of those swimmers are here. Half of the team pretty much swim in Papua New Guinea itself, and then half in Australia, mostly in Brisbane. So we get together quite a few occasions, championships in PNG or uh, international travelling. So, uh, you know, everyone's pretty good friends, and um, they're all here to and most out of each other. And obviously World Short Course Championships are a major event. Um, you know, what, what would be deemed success for Papua New Guinea at an event like this? The same sort of thing that we aim for is amongst the Oceana contingent that are here uh, to, you know, to compete against those. Um, we're all sort of in fairly similar situations in terms of facilities and um, experience of racing. So yeah, we're, we're aiming to look at that. The uh, level of competition here is, is pretty high. So, um, you know, to get up there into the semi-finals is pretty tough. Uh, but first of best times is definitely going to be one of the, the main ones to get. And uh, what, what sort of development are you seeing amongst the swimmers that you've got with you? The level of preparation, how they conduct themselves before uh, going into competition and what they're eating and, um, you know, all the way down to their warm-up sessions that they're doing before competition. So, you know, the last couple of days has been uh, quite impressive seeing how they've grown. Yeah, I guess the next few days we'll see how they do in competition. And how much time are these athletes uh, typically able to put into their swimming? I mean, I assume a lot of them have, uh, they, they might have a job, uh, they, they might have studies or, or stuff to go around that. Uh, are, are any of them full-time? Or, I mean, how, how much sort of hours can they can they put into this? Yeah, it's um, different depending on P&D swimmers, or most of those are um, school-based. Yeah, they're limited also in a way that uh, yeah, public transport doesn't run that uh, early in the morning, so to get to morning trainings, it's quite difficult for them, uh, unless they walk to training, which is um, quite dangerous as well. You know, I think they're averaging sort of six or seven sessions a week, and they're Australian-based, they're all um, either in school or at university, so yeah, they're pretty well uh, full-time when they can be in the water. And uh, obviously, uh, Ryan, you yourself are coming back, so to speak, uh, for the Pacific Games. Are you competing over there as well, or you just got your coaching hat on while you're there? Yeah, no, I'm actually competing. It's um, 
yeah, 10 years ago since my first world short course and um, I'm here again to to do a bit of racing. So I've entered in five events and um, I sort of really didn't have much of a plan to be here, but my training has come along very well. I've found it pretty difficult training and working at the same time, but uh, my body seems to be handling it pretty well. And I was in Australia about four weeks ago and broke a PNG record, personal best time as well in the 50 back. So things are still looking good for me and aiming to do uh, some pretty good times here as well. So you feel like your body has uh, has held up better than you thought it might after taking, obviously, a break? Yeah, yeah, taking a break was definitely good. You know, it puts your mind back into the right sort of space. I was fairly happy where I was to finish up there, but then, you know, Pacific Games, there's a lot of pressure for me to come back, and um, it's just made its way through, and, and now I'm where I'm at. I'm probably working on about 25% of what I used to, so I'll definitely need to put more work in for the Pacific Games just to get through the program, but feel confident. Uh, with how things are travelling. In terms of the event as a whole, uh, are most of the world's best uh, in attendance, are there? Quite a few good uh, swimmers here, that, you know, world record holders and world champions. There's a lot of money up for grabs uh, for the finalists and any world record breakers as well, so there's a different side of a bit more incentive anyway for, for those swimmers to come and compete here. You know, being two years out from the next Olympics, I think um, you know, people are starting to gear up towards that. With the Pacific Games sort of, uh, you know, roughly seven or so months away now, um, very much in that homeward stretch, that the, the last lap perhaps uh, from a swimming perspective, um, what's the general feeling like amongst the, the crew of athletes that obviously you're dealing with and interacting with a lot and being one yourself and as the country sort of gets closer there, can you guys sort of sense uh, excitement or sort of uh, anticipation building for that event? Yeah, definitely. The last couple of months I've noticed that more and more uh, everyone's really putting their heads down and there's a lot of good support from the government coming through and um, a lot of good people doing the right sort of thing amongst that to to help our athletes through. And even amongst the um, the South Pacific, you know, the other countries are getting all geared up towards it. It's, um, it's, a, it's a huge event for us, and you know, especially in the swimming community. We all love the competition and the rivalry uh, that we have against each other. It's, it's really good. Can't wait to next year. That's the PNG swimmer Ryan Penny. About 900 swimmers in total are competing in Doha, with Fiji and the Cook Islands amongst the other Pacific nations in attendance. Fiji coach Shane Jurgensen says a full team effort was behind their promotion back into the World Cricket Leagues. The Blues thrashed Samoa by nine wickets last week in their 50-over playoff to seal a spot in next year's World Cricket League Division 6 tournament. The Samoans bowled out for just 73 runs, with Fiji racing to their target and only the 10th over. Shane Jurgensen told Koro Vakauta after the match that the result is a perfect launching pad for the 2015 season. Uh, there's been a lot of hard work, not just at this tournament, but for the you know, for, uh, 16 weeks before we arrived here. And uh, a lot of early morning sessions and evening sessions, you know, 8 to 10 sessions a week. Uh, they've all trained really well, so I'm really, really proud of them and, and extremely happy for them. How about the players? What, how are they responding to uh, to the achievements? Oh, look, it's just a phenomenal uh, performance all round, and particularly the last two games, how convincingly we won them, considering they're all really physically beaten up a bit. Uh, the 2020s was a pretty uh, hot tournament. Uh, we had two games a day over sort of four days, and we had one day rest in between. And, uh, yeah, it was pretty pretty uh, full-on tournament and had t- temperatures around 37 degrees, so the boys are... Sort of, you know, it's sort of a lot, sort of calm now, and, and just sort of taking it all in. And they were extremely excited, and uh, it was great to see our captain Joe Ricker out there hitting the winning runs. Who's also our high performance manager, and 
and the captain and uh, has led from the front and uh, and done a great job. Yeah, I understand he, he hit a, an unbeaten half century as well. Uh, who are some other players that uh, shone for you over the last few weeks and uh, particularly the last game as well? We had some really good performances across the, the board. There's all, everyone's contributed and I think that's uh, what's been really exciting for me is that someone somewhere stepped up and the only t- games that we slipped were in the 2020 tournament when uh, PNG, we had them four for 66 and then we sort of let them go a bit there and and he missed out by twenty odd runs, and then we probably really should have beaten Vanuatu in that game. And, and the rest of the games are absolutely fantastic. And uh, some other names are well, our big fast bowler, six foot six, Mana bowled really well again today. Quick and bouncy out swingers. Riyad Khan, our left arm orthodox spinners, had an outstanding tournament. Uh, again, took a couple of late wickets today, but didn't get go for many runs. And uh, you know, it was great to have three players make the EAP team. And, including Mana and Riyad was our keeper, Sokovi, who um, actually just took up the gloves literally just before the tournament. I mean, he's a keeper normally, and he's one of our better fielders, but we had another option to uh, bolster the bowling and give us more all-round options with Matty Gorner, who um, also bowls, bowls uh, and Sokovi stepped up keeping and it took 16 dismissals, uh, plus a couple more today. So he's had a great tournament. So it's just, yeah, it's been really, I'm really happy for him. What next now for uh, Fiji cricket? Well, for us, we have a small break. December, the guys will go back and play Super uh, Cricket League uh, over there, back in Fiji. And then uh, we then quickly move into, in terms of cricket Fiji, we've got the under-19 coming up in late February. So we've got trials for the under-19s in early December. Um, and then they'll start training quite intensely from probably January onwards. And then uh, we've got the, the women's program, and that, that, that needs to start up soon. We've got the Pacific Games in the middle of next year. Um, and with the senior men's the team that's competing here, it's just a matter of we've got to keep doing the hard work that we have been. We'll have a, uh, give the boys a, a bit of a break now. And then uh, once we know the dates of World Cricket League 6, and we're sort of anticipating around May, uh, then we'll start our, our program with those guys again leading up to that. So it's going to be pretty busy next 12 months, which is great news, uh, which is what we wanted anyway. How do you uh, maintain this level now that you're uh, going to be playing in Cricket League 6? One of the big key areas that we made sure, we, we highlighted that fitness is going to be a really huge issue for us in terms of, uh, not that the guys are physically fit, but it's more around recovery. And we saw that with some of the other teams that were here, that maybe they weren't at the peak of their fitness. Very good cricketers. But maybe uh, because of the heat and the and the games back to back, I think it became uh, a real plus for us that we did the fitness that we we did back in Fiji and it, and it did shine out, particularly the last two days of the 50 overs. And yesterday it was 37 degrees again yesterday when we played. So I think uh, for us we've got to keep improving our fitness and keep keep working on it. Um, and we we really want to try and include. Um, all the players that are involved in that. So we, we sort of got to work on um, maintaining that fitness for uh, guys that are based in Fiji and also overseas. Um, and I think we've got to keep learning how to play the game of cricket. And I think that exposure for more cricket, uh, with the World Cricket League and Pacific Games next year, under-19s, uh, women's program, I think that's probably the area we need to continue to work on is what when we become against those really, really good teams that we're, we're sort of coming up against the Vanuatu's, PNG's and all the rest of the teams in World Cricket League 6 is that period where it became the game is sort of in the balance 
and what's the next best decision to do when we're bowling? What's the next best decision to do when we're batting and, and controlling that situation? And that's something we'll have to keep working on next year. That's the Fiji cricket coach Shane Jurgensen speaking to Koro Vakauta. Samoa Softball has a new coach with former assistant Rob Siolo stepping up to the top job for next weekend's Oceania series in Auckland. The Tanifa will be competing with New Zealand and Australia for just two qualifying spots for the 2015 World Championships in Saskatoon. Siolo is a former Samoa international and replaces Chris Kalassi who has stepped aside for health reasons. It's come about as a result of different circumstances but um, it is what it is and um, I'm very uh, um, proud and, and looking forward to uh, leading the team. How long have you been in charge so to speak? Only just recently I guess. I spent uh, time as understudy to Chris Kalassi since 2007 leading into the World Series in 2013 and, and at that time uh, um, you know, as a result of Chris falling ill is that uh, someone needed to step up and, and I took uh, the opportunity to do that for the team. For those that, that aren't familiar, obviously you mentioned you've been sort of involved in a coaching capacity for a while with the team. What, what, what's your background as a, as a player? I played senior ball probably for the better part of about uh, 30 years, having represented uh, Wellington as a player and as a, as a coach, and then um, leading on into uh, uh, representing uh, Samoa at tournaments like the Pacific Cup Series in 08 09, and then um, the World Qualifiers um, in Canada and then leading on into the World Series. So I've had quite a, quite a bit of um, experience right across the board, uh, working with uh, youth and uh, seniors, and uh, currently coach the uh, Johnsonville men's premier team. Really fantastic. And uh, obviously, you know, you mentioned you were an assistant or understudy, I guess, leading into the uh, World Champs recently. Obviously, that was uh, a great effort from the Samoan team, and, and you guys had quite a good run there. Um, so, you know, a lot of goodwill has, has been brought up off, off, off the back of that, a lot of interest in the team. Um I guess it's difficult when you've got a large gap between tournaments like this, but um, do, do you feel like it's possible to try and uh, keep some of that momentum going from then? Is, is there still some positive spin-offs from that? Oh, absolutely, there's positive spin-offs from that, from that tournament. I mean, when you look at um, in our preparation and our results, uh, we had some good results leading into the uh, World Series, having played the Black Stocks with the brother Patrick. We were lucky to, uh, to come away with the win there. I think it was... Uh, 4-3 or 5-4, something like that. In any case, it was a great win leading in, and then um, we had that run in the series itself, you know, taking uh, the scalps in other states and uh, Great Britain. So and I think it's great that uh, a team like ours can come together at short notice and um, put together results like that. And um, we're a very proud nation when it comes to uh, um, playing at these events and certainly don't just turn up to uh, make up the numbers. And uh, in terms of the squad that you've got going into this Oceania series, uh uh, later this month, um, how, how different is it from the World Series squad? Have you had many retirements, or have you got largely the same team intact? Yeah, I think it's largely the same team intact. There's been, you know, maybe a couple of couple of retirements, but um, you know, in the main, the core of that team that was at um, the 2013 is is there, and so um, you know, it's led by uh, Michael New and and uh, the experience of those senior players that we have: Michael, uh, Tony New, Bernard Howe. You know, there's a spattering of, uh, of, of exciting youth coming through. We can look at uh, Campbell and Oka and guys like uh, um, Campbell and Ibu coming through, uh, who have been through the New Zealand program and are now uh, looking to represent Samoa. That's the new Samoa softball head coach, Rob Siolo. And that's the World in Sport for this week. I'm Vinnie Wiley. As always, thank you very much for listening.
Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.